111. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it mm. and see God. Uh, we don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. Man. Day before the last day of school. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Light at the end of the tunnel. Crazy. Right. It's amazing to look back and see how far. Yeah. I know. We've come, man. I know. Yeah. And, I, and I know we started off each one this whole week yeah. like that, bro. But I've literally had like my moments. Uh, like yeah. Yesterday I was like, we did it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. We did it. Same. Yeah. I was so excited yesterday. <laughs> right. I was just thinking about it, man. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Finishing off this book, man. Um, we'll have much, much time to talk about that kind of stuff. Right. Revelation 17. 17. Yeah. We have the prostitute and the beast. Yeah. And, you know, this prostitute is riding on a beast uh, called Babylon. Her name is Babylon the Great, mother of prostitutes of the detestable things of the earth. She is drunk off the blood of the martyrs, drunk off the blood of the witnesses to Jesus. Right. right. And again, this is highly, highly symbolic. Right. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if we remember Old Testament, right? Right. <laughs> In the Old Testament, Babylon was a city who took Israel into captivity. Right. right? And, you know, Babylon was so terrible <laughs> that they became the paradigm for right. terrible nations. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. And so you even see that imagery coming up here. And I'm tempted to think, uh, prompted to think that, you know, this figure is representative of you know, uh, a culture of sensuality, darkness, and perversity, generally speaking, right. and ultimately rebellion against God, the God of the universe, yeah. right? And so uh, the thing that is interesting, though, is that they call them a prostitute, and the prostitute, again, thinking about the imagery, is seductive and alluring, right? right? Yeah. And so we just see, again, the tempting nature of the evil and dark ways of this world. People are drawn in, yeah. Evil, right. <laughs> Evil doesn't look unappetizing, right? Yeah. Like there's an aspect where, yeah, you know, what what draws folks in is the allure, the fact that it's appealing, mm -hmm. right? Then you go down and you like see the like, yo, seven mountains, the seven mm -hmm. heads and horns. Mm -hmm. um, there's some folks that think that that is like, oh no, this is the six world powers and there's one that's still yet to come, right? So there's some folks that think, no, you look at the Bible and you get Egypt and Babylon mm -hmm. and Assyria yeah. and um, what what is it? Uh, Persia and then Greece and Rome. Rome yeah. And they're waiting on, all right, what's the next one that's going to come? And that's really where we're going to be here at the book, right? So you can view things that way, or you can view it as, well, yeah, there have been those six, but this is kind of more mm -hmm. indicative of just the way that things have been, right. the way that the world does things, right? Yeah. From the Tower of Babel mm -hmm. on, right? It was, Babel was this world system yeah. organized to advance their causes, their agenda at the expense of what God would have them to do. Mm. and. In this section, right, what we're going to see is Babylon fall. Mm -hmm. Human history has been full of mm -hmm. martyrs falling, the people of God falling, mm -hmm. right? A nation falls and a new one mm -hmm. rises up. Mm -hmm. This section is 
Babylon being pulled up by the roots. So, no, yeah. no. Nah, nah. There's not going to be a part two. No sequel. The lead character's going to die, so you can't remake it, right? There's no other storyline. Their storyline's getting cut off here. Yeah, absolutely. I've even seen, and actually, my professor argued that this was the Jerusalem, right, of the right. first century because, you know, Israel's called a prostitute in the Old Testament. Right. John says he sees us in the wilderness. Right. Like, so it's it's many ways to yeah. Uh, people have viewed this, but I I just think the main thing is that you see the prostitute gets eaten by the beast right in at the end of seventeen. And man, I just thought about the way that people who prostitute themselves with things like money, oppression, and power are intoxicating themselves into a slow death and mm. they usually don't realize it in the moment but god is saying no it's going to be a wrap and you see in 18 right that this fall is narrated right in yeah. a sense and uh yeah like all the things you know the wealth the excess the materialism right the sexual immorality right all the things that these nations and evil you know empires do behind closed doors and outside of closed doors right, right? like is coming back on their own head. And it says like, yo, God remembered their crimes, right? Right. Like he's not going to just let it, you know, go and, and sweep it under the rug. Yep. And you see this fall. And after this fall, mm -hmm. people start mourning. Yeah. But you see the people mourning, not because of a great love that they had for mm. their ruler. They're mourning because they've lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yo, like, man, I put my hope in being able to get bread off of trading. Now I can't trade anymore, right? Mm -hmm. People are starting to mourn because their hope is gone. Their hope has been defeated. Mm -hmm. But you see that mourning countered with joy yeah. by the martyrs and all that. Mm -hmm. So you've yeah. got the same event that takes place that is the aroma of death for people mourning. Mm but it's also the aroma of life for people now that have the joy. The martyrs are joyful because they're like, we've been vindicated, right? Mm. The people of God are praising. So you have these two groups, one group whose hope mm -hmm. is lost. Mm -hmm. It is gone, never to come back. Yeah. And another group who's rejoicing because they're like, man, our hope has finally come. Yeah, and I love what he says in uh, 18. He's like, man, the fruit you craved has left you. Mm. All your splendid and glamorous things are gone. They will never find them again. That is 1814. And you just see, man, like this is final, right? Like, right. And it will be too late one day to realize the wicked. It will be too late one day to realize that your life and your ways were futile, mm. right? Yeah. And it's like, yo, like God is like, man, I hope you enjoyed it while it lasted, lasted. because it's a wrap, right? right? I'm putting this away right. forever. And like you said, that's good news for us right. because especially those who have felt any piece of this injustice especially us it's like yo man like hallelujah and you see that all through 19 right um and then revelation 20 yeah <laughs> revelation 20 this is one of the most popularized yeah disagreement uh passages in the book of revelation yeah 19 real quick go ahead as okay, go ahead. As, as it leads there right yeah. we get the yeah writer that comes in on a white horse right oh yeah so it's like bro it's like it's a mm -hmm. if he comes to the workout, <laughs> his his shirt is already drenched in sweat. Like yeah. he's already put in his work before he comes to the battle. That's good. So this rider comes on this white horse, right? And all that 
crucified lamb stuff Absolutely. that kind of looked weak. Mm. All of that is gone right now, right? <laughs> he comes, right? Diesel, buff. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Got a tat on his thigh, dressed, clothed in blood. The nations gather up. Mm. Um, so it's like they're gearing up for this last battle mm -hmm. and they get washed quick. Yeah. So they gear up, they get set up. But the last battle isn't even much of a battle mm, because mm. You, we see this victorious, ruling, conquering Lord who's, right, the sword that comes out of his mouth. Oh, judgment, yeah. Yeah. By the power of his word, the same God that was there that created the world is setting it right. It's not a competition. It's mm -hmm. not like... There is not this big climax. People mm -hmm. are not waiting on the edge of their seat saying, I wonder who's going to win this thing. He, yeah, conquers quickly. Yep, absolutely. And again, salvation, remember all throughout the Old Testament, salvation was often thought of as uh, being saved from one's enemies, rescued right. from one's enemies. And we see here Christ is going to fulfill that, right. our ultimate enemies at the end of time. Revelation 20. Yeah. Yeah. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding key, the key to the abyss, and a great chain in his hand. He seized the dragon, that ancient serpent who was the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Oh Lord! Right. He threw him into the <laughs> abyss, closed it, and put a seal on it, so that he would no longer deceive the nations until the thousand years were completed. After that, he must be released for a short time. I've been really uh, non-committal on a lot of issues right. on this podcast. Just like, ah, oh, we don't have time to really yeah, right. nuance it, so I'm not going to give what I really think this debated passage right, or debated right, right. topic or issue means, right? Yeah, yeah so, give it to us. Give it to us. Yeah, so I say here, <laughs> you know, there's this pre, there's a premillennial view, right? Mm -hmm. Christ's second coming precedes his millennial reign that is described here. Uh, and then the post-millennial view, Christ's coming exceeds or comes after this, you know, reigning of Christians on earth for a thousand years. Then the amillennial view, we are in the millennial period, when Christ, and when Christ comes again, he will bring the new heavens and the new earth, and it will be wrapped up. Um, I'm going to just say it, like, like, I see how everybody can get to, right. get to their position, but I tend to hold the amillennial view, mm -hmm. right? That, you know, um, uh, that, you know, Satan is bound in a sense now. Uh, he was bound at Christ's resurrection. And that, uh, you know, we are in the a thousand year period where we are reigning with Christ in a sense. Christ is going to come back. Uh, Satan will be released. And from there, uh, he will be ultimately destroyed and cast away. Verse 10. Yeah. And the new heavens and new earth will come. That is the same view as St. Augustine, John <laughs> Calvin, uh, you know, Gerhardus Voss, Martin Luther. They all agree with me. So right. I think, uh, yeah, wow. I'm on good grounds. But um. Yeah, maybe we could do a, a episode talking about that. Premillennial view. People like John Piper, Don Carson uh, hold that view that we will reign literal thousand years. I just don't see that. It's like, man, the numbers in Revelation are so symbolic. Like, yeah. I think that it's a symbolic uh, term as well. Again, he's put away. Satan is put away for a time. Right. So he can't deceive the nations. I think the nations, he means the ethnos, happens acts, right? Where the nations, the Gentiles are coming in right now. He's not deceiving the Gentiles. The Gentiles are coming in. Right. And there's going to be this mass... Uh, uh, deception at the end when yeah. Satan comes back. So that's good. That's yeah. that's my view. Yeah, super quick. I haven't thought a ton about it. Right. But uh, but from what you see in the text, this is where you land. Yeah, it's where yeah. I land. Absolutely. And so, regardless of what where you land, yeah, what people agree on is no. Listen, verse ten, verse ten. Yeah. Satan is gonna be 
Jesus is going to return yeah. to deal with Satan, evil, mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. He's going to come back and make this whole thing right, right? It's Ephesians 1 mm-hmm. where uh, Paul talks about, no, like, look, God's plan was to sum up all things in Christ that, no, yeah, yeah, Christ is going to come. Mm. And it's like salvation is more than just you getting to heaven mm. because you repented of your sins. But there is going to be this cosmic universal salvation where the Lord makes everything wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. The devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and so forth where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. We think of hell as this place where Satan's ruling and kicking it. This is where he's punished. Got his feet yeah. He's punished. And then 14, even better. Yeah. Or just as good. Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. Death, like all other things, that represent fallen creation that we live in, that enter the world one day will exit. Yeah. There will be a time where everything that you fear, yeah. everything that causes you anxiety, heartache, yes. tense shoulders, yes. will be gone. Amen. Amen. And we know that that day is coming so we can live today mm-hmm. as if that promise um, is already as good yes, as God. here. Yeah. yeah, let's pray. Yeah. Our Father, we do come to you today and we join in with the people in Revelation 18 and 19 and rejoice, Father. We say hallelujah, salvation and glory, honor and power to you, our Lord, who died, who rose, and who reigns right now. Father, would you remind us that you reign, you sit on the throne, uh, guiding the events of history to their climax and their conclusion. That's you sitting on the throne and your people with the corners of their mouth curled upwards, smiling. We love you, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.